Martha Podcast, where we gather weekly to concentrate, commune, contemplate, and celebrate. <laughs> Wait, of all the times to pause, you pause after concentrate, so clearly you weren't concentrating. Because I didn't do something. And wow. celebrate how God's work guides us on how to live empowered and purpose-filled lives. Yes, welcome to the blackest Christianist corner of the internet, mm-hmm. specifically Michelle Obama's internet. Yes. All right. We'll take it. Let me just tell y'all that Jesus, y'all know what he did. His actions and interactions <laughs> reflected that women are dignified, worthy, and qualified to walk in the glory that he has placed before us. That's the intention that we bring to this space. He recognized it in each and every one of you, and he recognized it in us, and we recognize it in you. So, like, it's all, it's recognition all over. It's recognition all over. So we're excited to have you and we're glad that you are here. So come hang out with us on Thursdays. We drop episodes every Thursdays. Come hang out with us also on Instagram at Mary Martha Podcast. Email Mary Martha Podcast at gmail.com. Remember to like and subscribe. That's the way you can spread the gospel yourself. So go eat there for Teach All Nations, baptizing him and the Father, the oh Son, and gosh. the Holy Ghost. Listen to the That's preacher's life out here. Go. This, what happens, this is what happens when you record preachers. Men. That's why I'm going to record preachers. Even Erica's not doing it. Anyway, let me. Okay. (laughs) Come back. I'd I'd like to be taken to church announcements now. Please come back. That's the perfect. No, no. Might I I move into the church announcements? Yes. Do I have your permission? Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Let's continue into the church announcements for this week. As you all know, if you've listened to last week's episode, if you have not, girl, what are you doing? Check it out. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Anyway. This month, all of this month, we are going to be joined by our good sis, Erica St. Bernard. That's my friend. Um, But more importantly than being my friend, although there's not much more important than that, more importantly than being my friend, Erica St. Bernard is a licensed therapist. And she Mm -hmm. is the owner and operator of Your Life's Well. That's Y-O-U-R-L-I-F-E-S-W-E-L-L on Instagram. And uh, you can find her at www.yourlifeswell.com. Mm-hmm. She has been in practice for seven years, and I won't take away her Mary Martha moment this week, but just know <laughs> that her practice is lit, and it's in Prince George's County, Maryland. So y'all should look her up, okay? That's our first church announcement for the week. That is. The second one is this wonderful event that's coming up this week. Christina, why don't you tell the people about it? Yes, yeah, Zion Woodbridge. Zion Church Woodbridge. Shout out to the W Women's Ministry is doing, having an event about identity, who we are in Christ, and who Christ is to us, and what are the words that we speak over our lives that affect the that um, way we view ourselves and Christ. So come hang out with us on January 11th. This is Saturday from 10 to 12 at Woodbridge High School. We'll be so happy to have you. It's going to be so much fun. So um, come hang out with us there. Also, church announcements. It is my birthday month. And we're getting closer and closer to the golden child's birthday too. I mean, me. And you know, Marley. (laughs) You know, I will. I'm going to let you. The only reason I'm going to let you have this is this is a very important month it is for all three of us it here is. okay it so is. um you know christina turns um 85 uh that's um, first I, of all that is shade and rude <laughs> i will be 34 years old coming out of my jesus year isn't it clear all right so christina <laughs> turns 34 this month <laughs> you know Shakisha, what shakisha <laughs> shakisha turns into a mother this month hello and you know what why don't we jump don't right take to her mary martha I moment just, if you let me finish you would have known oh where i was God. going and i was going to say and why don't we kick <sighs> off our mary and martha moment with erica's but see you didn't let me finish okay, okay. so erica why don't you kick off our mary martha yes. moment so my mary and martha moment for this week is that my practice is three years old. Come on! At the time of Come on! 
podcast, my pride, my baby will be three. Stop banging on this table. <laughs> yes, my practice will be three. I'm Jamaican. We celebrate by banging on things. <laughs> Y'all lucky I didn't bang on the wall. Okay, because that's really how we do it. <laughs> Oh my god but yes that's exciting that's exciting how does it feel to be the mom of a three-year-old it feels amazing i have a five-year-old so that's this yes. is very different shout out to karis <laughs> very different but you know, um, karis would listen to this like i'm not three i'm not three right exactly <laughs> and my birthday's not in january like, my birthday's <laughs> in october yeah but um you know being able to journey this was a journey of faith mm. to start my own solo practice by myself mm. after having been a part of a group practice and so it's a big deal to make it three years in business nice. and for god's favor to continue to shine upon me and so i'm grateful so for me it is both a marriage and a Martha because I do see my work as ministry which would be the Mary part and then the Martha part is of course the work of the work that you do in ministry so Amen. yes it's both and a Mary and a Martha moment That's of course awesome. and we are very very excited for you thanks all right, and Keisha, what's um, your Mary Martha moments if you want to be smart? What's your moment? That's right, that's right. So <laughs> let me just, y'all. <laughs> let me know. I know exactly what my moment is. What's your moment? I was gonna call you a name, but you know what? Oh, that's mm. not nice. Jesus has oh delivered me. Let me tell you all about my Mary or Martha <laughs> moment this week. I don't know what to characterize it as, but let me just go ahead and shout out to my good sis, Mariama, who has helped me to get my baby's room together. Yeah, yes. um, Mariama is an extremely talented individual, um, and she is Brown Bell on Instagram. Love you, girl. But she helped me to design and figure out how exactly I'm going to do my baby's room so that it enhances the peacefulness by which I want my child to live in. Amen. Um, and you know what? Like, shout out to all of my family that has been helping me get that together because, you know, um, just given the breathlessness that I'm experiencing on a daily basis, walking from my bedroom to the couch, which is on the same floor, <laughs> obviously <laughs> I could not <laughs> participate as much in the things related to the baby's room. But I did go, no. And okay, yeah, yeah, that works. So, yes, shout out to my family and my good girlfriend, Mariama, for helping me put that together. Um, I would call it a Martha moment because I was going to do it myself and then everybody yelled at me. So, I know, maybe that was a good thing. I mean, hey, listen, I. you got to know how to talk to people when they need to be get off to get them off the ledge. And yeah. yelling at me works. So that's I mean. That is whatever, what it is. whatever works for you. As long you as it all hear how Christina talks to me. So, I, first of all, I am the nicest, no, most loving. Wow. Okay. So, New Year lying you. God okay. Got it. Now, do you want to actually influencer. tell the truth on your own Mary Martha moment? I. So, okay. So, Wakisha, you. Um, you know what? She's. Uh, anybody looking for a new cause? <laughs> you can try it if you want to. <laughs> I'm gonna show up anyway. <laughs> You'd be like, excuse me. I'm gonna show up anyway. Mary <laughs> so, <laughs> y'all can do what you want. You can come over here if you want to, but I'm still showing up. Uh, it's like, no, I love her. She knows. Dragging my her. baby. That's my. <laughs> no, I love Marley. Actually. That's fine. <laughs> That's Can't fine. wait till Marley gets there. So, my Mary Martha moment is really being in the word about. <laughs> my mind together in the word about ministering this week at the uh, women's ministry event so I am really focused on identity because I feel like a lot of our issues we don't know who we are Mm -hmm. and we don't know whose we are and a lot of times when you put that into perspective you're better able to manage life Mm 
because life is going to happen no matter what. But a lot of times if you're not grounded in, in yourself and you're not um, also self-aware, because knowing who you are isn't just I'm a queen, I'm strong. Like it's also you're knowing what your weaknesses are mm-hmm. so that you know how to operate in life and you know when to ask other people for help in certain places, like Keisha said, with her baby's room. Yeah. So I think um, for me, uh, it's a really intentional merry moment about being in the word and really being focused on who um, we are as women and what we can teach the women, me and Jesus, teach the women on Saturday. So that actually goes right into our group chat for this week. So um, this week we're talking about trauma tools and our focus overall for 2020 is to have clarity in what God wants us to accomplish and to do what we have to do to identify and overcome obstacles to us being our best selves. So we've decided to combine two of our favorite topics, Christianity and counseling, Mm -hmm. to start off the Mary and Martha podcast for the new year. So we asked our tribe on social media a couple weeks ago, what are some topics that you guys want to talk about around the subject of mental health and emotional wellness? And let me tell y'all, y'all had a lot to say, which was great because we know we have these same issues. So um, we had such a hard time narrowing down the topics because they were so good so what we're doing is um, we'll be talking about anxiety trauma imposter syndromes depression and finally joy so just as a disclaimer the information presented is not intended to serve as a substitution for therapy with a licensed professional so let's go ahead and dive in so erica can you give us a clinical definition of trauma sure so um, a traumatic incident can evolve Um, a single experience or an enduring repeated series of events that completely overwhelm the individual's ability to cope or to integrate the ideas and emotions of that experience. Mm -hmm. So the abbreviated version of that, that's clinical, right? Mm -hmm. The abbreviated version of that would be that it could be a single one-time experience, Mm -hmm. one thing that happens one day at one time, or it could be a series of events that have happened repeatedly. Mm -hmm. So it could be an example of a benign, but not like less significant trauma might be a car accident. Mm -hmm. That's a one day, one time event Uh that could have lasting effects, or it could be, um, Let's think of something like a natural disaster Mm. where there are, you know, that's a a one time event, but could have residual effects because the days and the weeks that Mm. it takes to rebuild and recover. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. we think about those two incidences. Mm -hmm. One, the car accident being a single experience, but say the natural disaster Mm -hmm. being one that happens one day, but then has these lingering effects because there are other pieces and parts connected to it. If we think about it that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So the other things to keep in mind with regards to trauma is that typically trauma is unexpected. Mm. it is the person is unprepared for it mm-hmm. you don't prepare for a car accident like you don't right and then the last thing um would be that there's nothing the person can do to stop it from happening mm. right like you might see a car coming your way but you can't move your car quick enough you can't get out of the car fast enough you can't stop the other car from mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. those are things that you know are beyond your control you don't expect it and you're not prepared for it and so those are three things to consider when we think about trauma and one of the greatest challenges with trauma is that we tend to think we know how we would respond mm, or right. what we would do if mm-hmm. this thing happened whatever this thing might yes, be right yeah. fill in the blank mm-hmm, it doesn't have yeah. to be a car accident mm-hmm. it could be some interpersonal trauma with another individual mm-hmm. could be some um, relational trauma um, any of those kinds of things we think we would know what we would do mm-hmm. you know if somebody says oh if that happens to me I'm gonna child, Ooh, child. Right? Yeah, people say that. and Ooh. then we don't really know <laughs> like we think we know right. we hope we know what we would do but the but reality we really is don't. we really right. don't right and so there are three typical ways that we respond because we're human beings so there's you've heard of likely the fight flight mm-hmm. or freeze 
Mm-hmm. So the fight is that you literally like there's a fight in you. Mm-hmm. You are going to retaliate. You're going to be aggressive. You may yell. You may cry. You may scream. You may kick. You may literally be in fight mode. Right. And so that would be rage and frustration and anger and those kinds of things would be obviously manifesting Mm -hmm. themselves so then flight might be that you are in a space where again we talked about anxiety the last episode so you're in this space of anxiety and you're just kind of in this full everything is rushing you're feeling all these um you know somatic symptoms internally there's this need to decide i'm going to get out of here and you may Mm -hmm. even flee you might like get up and run like you might just not be able Mm -hmm. to stay present in that space um and there may be like some restlessness with regard to your movements um you may even be in a space where you're like running from one thing to the next you're just mm-hmm. constantly yeah. in motion yeah. the mm-hmm. people who can't yeah. sit down the people who are constant busybodies. Uh, many times yeah. it is because there's a trauma that has not been addressed or resolved mm-hmm. which is why they need to stay busy which is why yes. sitting still is really hard yeah right so there's mm-hmm. this need to constantly be in motion that's the flight response and then the freeze response right you may have heard somebody recount um a, tra- tra- a traumatic experience and they say like i couldn't do anything yeah I just sat there and I was like frozen mm-hmm. like I was in a daze and so our bodies God has really gifted us with these amazing bodies that mm-hmm. we sometimes take for granted because they don't do all the things we really want them to do mm-hmm. especially when there is a prescribed way that we're supposed to do things yeah. or at least people make us think that mm-hmm. but in this freeze response our bodies may somewhat play dead yeah mm-hmm. right okay mm-hmm. and that is in a way that God is allowing us to be safe in an unsafe environment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. fighting would be not to our benefit. Yeah. yeah. And f- running or fleeing would not be to our benefit. But if I'm laying still, if I'm just here and maybe they don't see me or maybe the bear that is attacking me in the forest or something like that right. is not seeing right. me, then, then mm-hmm. I'm able to play kind of in that space where I'm kind of in that frozen space. So you may feel stuck in mm-hmm. some part of your body or there may be a sense of stiffness or heaviness. Mm-hmm. So many times people will hold their breath. Mm, or mm-hmm. restrict their breathing, right? And so these, all these ways that we tend to respond to trauma. And so we tend to think that I know exactly what I will do if fill in the blank happens to mm. me. And so we have to remind ourselves that when we do not respond or when we did not respond the way we expected to, that our response was probably most commonly related to what our bodies are naturally wired to do. Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. it was a fight response, a flight response, okay. or a freeze response. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we can good. stop beating ourselves up for not being she women <laughs> and he <laughs> man right. in the midst of right. traumatic experiences where we were, in quotes, supposed to be able to fight them off or do this or do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so tell me what you think of kind of this thought. When I think about trauma, mm-hmm. I see it as like a tragedy that's really heavy. Mm-hmm. It can be something that happened in the past but in some ways somehow it manifests or plays in our mind or it somehow imposes upon our present sure either in a way that is repeated or in a way that's like unexpected and unpredictable because they're you know like uh so something that's not traumatic might be when you used to date someone y'all's favorite song Mm -hmm. 20 years after you all broke up you might hear the song and you're reminded of them Mm -hmm for something that could be traumatic Mm -hmm. maybe there was a smell associated with it you smell it and 20 years later it brings you back to where you were absolutely is that Mm -hmm. absolutely great that you say that because trauma is really there's a book tons of great books on trauma but one of them that comes to mind when you mentioned that um is this this book called um the body keeps the score and Mm. so as much of trauma we think that we can talk about trauma from a very intellectual space Mm -hmm. we should be able to recount every detail every color every item that was in the room and all those kinds of things the reality 
reality is trauma is not really stored in our brain. Trauma is stored in our bodies. Mm -hmm. So our senses play a role in that. Certain things we see, certain colors, certain tastes, even certain smells, um, certain textures have a feel, have a thing. Certain positions of our body. I was talking to a person a couple months ago, not a client. Um, Actually, I saw it on social media. It wasn't a client at all. It wasn't a person that I know. Somebody was talking about going to yoga and being in a certain yoga pose. And it reminded them of something that happened to them in childhood. Oh, wow. Mm. That they hadn't really recalled until that point in time. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that our body keeps the score, our body holds memories. And so as much as we think we can overcome things or just kind of, you know, get over them. I hate when people say I'm just going to get over it. Or pray it away. Or or Jesus, please don't try to pray. (laughs) Pray and go to therapy and do the work so that you can really be free and healed. We should really just say that every week. Every week. (laughs) Pray and go to therapy. Right. It is okay to pray and go to therapy. Jesus wants that for you. Amen. Um, He wants you to find a Christian therapist, too, if you can. Um, but if you can't, you know, do the best you can with what you have. But this idea, again, that, um, you know, when we think about trauma. The other piece to keep in mind is that um, trauma is, is relative yeah. because what's traumatic to me may not be traumatic to Christina or to Keisha. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But it doesn't minimize the fact that it's traumatic right. to me. Right. Even if the same thing happened to you, it may not have the same effect on you. Right. That's why we think about children growing up in the same house with the same parents and they tell stories very differently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Remember that year when Mm -hmm. and you're like, that's not how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There are nuances that we take and that we hold on to. And so one of the things to keep in mind, too, is that the individual's experience of the event, along with the meaning that they make, Mm -hmm. is what causes something to be more traumatic Mm. for one person than the other. And I'm glad you said it that way. Yeah. I'm glad you said it that way, because that takes us right into our scripture. Right. Like two people experiencing the same mm-hmm. thing yeah but experiencing it and manifesting in sure. a different way so yes. i'm going to take us to ruth chapter one um we are reading out of the christian standard bible we're going to read one through 20 now you guys have heard this story before mm-hmm. we have referred to it um in previous episodes so if you haven't listened to episode 32 and episode 36 please make that a priority um, because it has a little more of the background of yep. what they were going through and some of the things they're going through. But I'm just going to read this real quick, Anchorus, and let's jump right back into Amen. the convo. Good. So during the time of the judges, there was a famine in the land. A man left Bethlehem and Judah with his wife and two sons to stay in the territory of Moab for a while. This man's name was Elimelech and his wife's name was Naomi. The names of his two sons were Milan and Shilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem and Judah. They entered the fields of Moab and settled there. Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died, and she was left with her two sons. Her sons took Moabite women as their wives. One was named Orpah, and the second was named Ruth. After they lived in Moab for about 10 years, both Milan and Shilion also died, and Naomi was left without her two children and without her husband. She and her daughters-in-law set out to return from the territory of Moab because she had heard in Moab that the Lord had paid attention to his people's need by providing them food. She left the place where she had been living, accompanied by her two daughters-in-law, and traveled along the road leading back to the land of Judah. Naomi said to them, each of you go back to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, um, show kindness to you as you have shown to the dead and to me. May the Lord grant each of you rest in the house of a new husband. She kissed them and they wept loudly. They said to her, we insist on returning with you to your people. But Naomi replied, return home, my daughters. 
Why do you want to go with me? Am I able to give to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. Go on, for I am too old to have another husband. Even if I told you, even if I thought there was still hope for me to have a husband tonight and to bear sons, would you be willing to wait for them to grow up? Would you restrain yourselves from remarrying? No, my daughters, my life is much too bitter for you to share because the Lord's hand has turned against me. Again, they wept loudly and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Naomi said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Follow your sister-in-law. But Ruth replied, don't plead with me to abandon you or to return and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me and do so severely if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped talking to her. <laughs> the two of them traveled until they came to Bethlehem. When they entered Bethlehem, the whole town was excited about their arrival and the local women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, she answered, for the Almighty has made me very bitter. So um, that was, I mean, where you see in that story, mm-hmm. Naomi had experienced the death of her husband. Mm-hmm. Ruth had experienced the death of her husband. Um, and they reacted to that experience very differently. Mm-hmm. But I think what we can agree is this kind of falls under the, um, at least for Naomi, the, well, no, for both of them, a single traumatic event mm-hmm that yep. then had ripple rubber, effects. Yeah. Sure. Um, and that manifested, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in their moving forward. So the question that we're kind of trying to figure out as we talk about trauma tools, mm-hmm. um, because we're being very careful not to specify this um, to one particular type of trauma, sure, yep. because it is not our job to define what trauma is for anyone. And we also don't want to be triggering to anyone who's listening. Mm-hmm. But we do want to talk about trauma tools mm-hmm. and how we can faithfully navigate the overwhelming wounds and unpredictable triggers that life throws at us specifically as believers so let me take it right back to you erica um when we talk about trauma tools Mm -hmm. um talk to us a little bit about some of the important things that we should be keeping in mind as we navigate how to move forward towards healing Mm -hmm. so i think one of the first things to keep in mind is that um Healing and recovering from traumatic incidents, whether a one-time you know, occurrence or a repeated occurrence of things, is that the healing process takes time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is not, uh, you know, I went to see a therapist for one time and I'm good. Or <laughs> right. I talked to my pastor and I'm good. Or I right. prayed about it and I'm good. Mm-hmm. It is this, you know sometimes intensive space and time where we are doing the work. And I say we because most times we need to do that work in the context of community yeah um many of many of the traumas that people experience happen in the context of relationships and so relationships different ones healthy ones Mm -hmm. are needed for people to do some of the same healing that will help them to overcome the traumatic experience they endured and so mm -hmm. it's interesting that you said that because when you look at what happened with naomi Mm -hmm. her her husband now it's more than 10 years but like Mm -hmm. at the start of the scripture it says that he died She had two sons, sure. then they, they got died. married, yeah. and then and 10 years later, mm-hmm. they died. Right. Sure. So the death of her husband had happened at least mm-hmm. 10 years mm-hmm. before the death of her sons, mm-hmm. but the death of her husband was still playing mm-hmm. in her life, mm-hmm. yeah. and that was kind of like a relational mm-hmm. trauma that you were... Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then the piece, too, where, you know, if we think about still the relational piece, that Naomi and Ruth both, while their experiences of the losses were 
different they had each other in that experience yes and there was a space and time where naomi is trying to send them away naomi's mm-hmm. like let me just be alone to deal with right. the grief and the burden and the difficulty of these traumatic experiences because again we talk about the context and how much jesus loved women but at that that was in that biblical times women were not prized and they were not valuable right. and they right. so they were losing not just their husbands but their livelihoods and their yes. ability and their protection and their, right and their opportunity to be seen right mm-hmm. and so this opportunity that they have then to band together naomi and ruth is my favorite biblical story of, of women empowering each other and being present we, with each other. we love them yes <laughs> this is favorite. now the third clearly we're, <laughs> we're talking about them <laughs> it's my favorite story but this idea again about you know trauma recovery and the process of healing taking time the other thing is to pace yourself again mm-hmm. we think about taking your time but we also want to hurry up and get there. We want to hurry yeah. up and be well. We want to yeah. hurry up and not have to think about the thing that happened or not hurry up and just be over it already. And the reality is we don't get over it. I tell clients that the only way through is through. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to go through. And right. going through doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always, it's not, you know, it's not fun. We don't enjoy it. But the reality is on the other side of through, mm-hmm. we can look back and see, wow, look how far I've come. Look yep. how much I've grown. Look mm-hmm. how much I understand myself. Look how aware I am of my triggers so that I'm mm-hmm. able to manage myself better when I am triggered or how I'm able to create healthy and appropriate boundaries and relationships so that I'm not in a similar similar space or with similar people who do those things or treat me that way and those kinds of things. And so being mindful too, that there's a mind, body and spirit connection. Mm. We want to think that I can just tend to, if it's a physical trauma where say my body was impacted. Yes, you may have to go to therapy and do those things, but then you also need to take care of your mind and you need to take care of your spirit. And so it's Mm -hmm. not enough to say, well, I went to physical therapy and that's over. I'm good. It is to go to physical therapy to maybe sit down and talk with a mental health clinician to talk about what's going on with you emotionally as a result Mm -hmm. and then to engage your faith as well and so this Mm -hmm. opportunity to find the um, optimal healing that happens when we connect those parts Mm -hmm. of ourselves Mm -hmm. we're not just trying to compartmentalize ourselves and say I'm going to put this part in a box and deal with that only deal with the trifecta everything great comes in threes Jesus Yes. Yeah, because I'm I'm also thinking that there are certain kinds of bodily trauma that have mental absolutely impacts. Absolutely. Even things like trauma diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. I have a girlfriend who recently finished her chemo, praise God. I won't mention her name yes. for you know confidentiality. Yes, so she rang her bell. She rang her so bell on Friday and sent me a picture yes. of it and my heart was overjoyed. But one of the things she said to me in the midst of her diagnosis and just the way she was diagnosed and how all those things come to be, that's traumatic. Yeah. Yes. And so she's yes, like, I need some support. She's a wife, she's a mom, she's like, I need help. And so I was able to help her her clinic with a clinician who worked out really well for her and they mm-hmm. were able to you know Excellent. be connected throughout her treatment and so this idea that again it doesn't have to be something that somebody has done to us it can be life lifing us right right like cancer isn't something somebody does to you but right. it's something right. that you have to deal with and work right. through um, and so thinking about you know again the modalities that we can seek healing and treatment would be talk therapy that's where you sit down with a the talk therapist mm-hmm. and you talk through what's going on but then there's mm-hmm. also art therapy where you would use different mediums of art to um, express and explore the thoughts and feelings associated with whatever trauma mm-hmm. you experience. Mm-hmm. Then there's music therapy for people mm. who are very musical. And not that you have to be musically inclined so much, but it's an opportunity for a different outlet. Yes. It, um, Can I hear trap music in my music therapy? You would have to speak to your music therapist okay. about that, but probably so. If there were some trap... work in my therapy. I can do combine my dance therapy <laughs> and my music therapy. I love it. I'm sorry. Add this I'm, to coming, to dance therapy. For, I'm oh, coming to dance therapy because there, there is definitely yes. dance therapy. Shout out to dance movement therapy. Shout out to my cousin, Allison, practicing dance movement therapy yes. down in, in Tallahassee. Yes. Very proud of her. Yes. And then there's play therapy. And play
play mm-hmm. therapy is not just mm-hmm. for children. Play therapy spans from ages two through ninety-two, right? So really? anybody and everybody can use play therapy. They use sand tray. They mm-hmm. use small figurines and I just to create scenes of what ex- what, what the person experienced or just what they needed to work through. So those are the types of therapy that can be beneficial in terms of trauma recovery oh. um, and post-traumatic growth, which is another kind of um, buzzword in the trauma world in terms mm-hmm. of how we heal and how we recover and how we show up in the world yeah. after trauma. Um, so then there's also mindfulness, the the practice of being present in the moment, which can be hard for people who have experienced trauma, mm. yes. um, traumatic incidents, I should say, um, because the moments have been hard to, to be present for. And so kind of touch tapping into that. Then there's yoga, there's meditation, there's mm. qigong, there's reiki. There are tons of modalities and ways that we can be intentional to seek healing. And I think the greatest takeaway in terms of how we um, take good care of ourselves is to make sure that we are not trying to compartmentalize our healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you said, Christina, the trifecta, right? And it, good things come in threes. This idea of the mind, body, spirit. And so mm-hmm. figuring out what modalities we might need, again, because everything doesn't work for everybody. I won't suggest right. that the one size fits all. But there is the need for each of us to be intentional to mm-hmm. think about if there are things that I've experienced um, personally or things that people that I'm close to have experienced, being able to normalize the conversation about the supports yeah. that are available and the resources that can be um, tapped into. With all of the mm-hmm. tools that you said, ultimately, what's the goal? What's what's the goal of using these trauma tools? Great question. So the the great priority goal, um, according to Rothschild, who was an author in the trauma world, says that the first goal of trauma recovery should be to improve your quality of life on a daily basis. Mm. And so this idea we talk about many times people say, you know, I want things to go back to the way they used to be. Mm. And I talk to clients about creating a new normal. Right. Acknowledging that you will not be able to go back to the day before the traumatic incident happened, but that you can be mindful to think about what do you want your life to look like now mm-hmm. or going forward? And then what tools do we need to pack in your knapsack so that you can mm. get there so that you can develop that? I like that because when Ruth was saying your people are going to be my people, mm-hmm. my your God, God will yeah. be my God. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 Ruth yep. was was defining what her new normal sure. was going to be. Sure. Right. And then needed to figure out sure. how to now how to get there. there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. OK, yep. love that. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, I think uh, that was amazing. Um, So when we talk about um, kind of the trauma tools and all that kind of stuff, is there something you can say to the person who feels like they're moving towards healing, but then feels like they've they're not moving towards healing anymore? Like, like yeah. Like, how do you know if you're no longer moving in the right direction sure so i would say to the person who's feeling like they're no longer moving toward recovery or feeling better or things getting better i think one of the things is to be mindful if things seem to be really or if things are falling apart Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes we think about, you know, if we're having more problems at work than we were before, if mm-hmm. our relationships are starting to be problematic, if we are having issue, not just with one friend, but multiple friends, yeah. if there are dating relationships that are falling to, to falling by the wayside, if there are if we're not taking care of our physical selves. Right. If we are not sleeping well, if we're not eating well, if we're not going to the gym and that used to be a part of our routine, mm-hmm. when we start to not take care of ourselves, that's usually a great indicator. But then also we can tap into the relationships around us and check yeah. in. Usually most of us hopefully have people close to us who will check on us and who Mm -hmm. will say, Hey, it's been a minute since I've seen you or you don't seem quite like yourself. And so not being, um, you know, not being, I don't want to use the word self-righteous because that's not really 
what I want to say, but not being in a space where you are so super sensitive to mm-hmm. people's words to you, but to be mindful that the people who love and care for you know you pretty yeah. well. And when they see that you're off in whatever way they see you're off, be open to hearing that from them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, doing a self-assessment to see, you mm-hmm. know what, is that, is there some truth to this, you know, right. and then being, you know, being proactive. And so, and if you're the friend of a person who you believe is, you know, in a space where they could use some support, I think one of the greatest ways to, mention that to them is to say hey I love you and I care for you and it seems like you're having a really hard time Mm -hmm. and I would like to be supportive if there's something I can do to help please let me know and then you might say and I'm going to slide you this website that Mm -hmm. has a list of therapists Mm -hmm. or I'm going to slide you this business card for a therapist maybe you could reach out to them for a consultation and see if that would be a good fit or any ways that we can be supportive but not in a way that suggests you need help Yeah, like you know saying it that blatantly but suggesting that you know you want to be supportive in whatever way you can be and then offering resources if you have access to them okay that's a great tip that's a great tip well guys um we have come to another end of our episode so we are going to give our power prayer if you um like erica said if this episode really affected you and you really feel like um we were talking to you because some of these tools you um, need to use because you're going through something traumatic or you have gone through something traumatic please 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 do not hesitate um we gave you erica's instagram information so reach out to her or reach out to any um licensed mental health professional to help you work through it because you can't just take this information and then say okay i'm good like no it's about we have to work through Mm -hmm. what we are going through because the only way through it is through it through yes be intentional about your healing yes Yes. okay so what the therapist said amen right we ain't say it that's what my therapist (laughs) on here (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you god for this moment god thank you lord for the truths that you have given to us today lord lord please let us do more than just hear god please let us apply lord please put our hands to the plow and make this word tangible for us God for those who are going through a traumatic experience or have gone through a traumatic experience God please be with them Lord you know we know that the only thing you promised was your presence God so cover them be with them let them know that you are there for them God and Lord you'll be there with them through the end of this experience as they go through trauma and reliving trauma Lord Lord we thank you and we praise you God we thank you for healing we thank you for clarity we thank you for information God Mm -hmm. Lord please help us as we go forward through each week God Lord we love you and we honor you in Jesus precious name we pray amen amen all right y'all thank you for tuning into another episode of Mary Martha podcast remember we all have a part to play in the kingdom of God so like the woman in Mark 14 8 do Do what you can can. (laughs) 